You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall. I'm Chris. And we're here to discuss what else some college, good old college football. The regular season is done. And maybe that's a good starting point, the regular season. Let's not forget, college football features the best regular season in any sport there is. And part of the reason why is the rivalries and how it's set up. So before you extend to 16 and 32, we're playing football too, guys. Can't play every other day. But before you extend this thing to 16 and 32 teams, like some people want, just remember the regular season, okay? Here on the College Ball Show, we're not afraid of adding a fifth or sixth. This year, I would we would have been fine with eight. Eight doesn't line up. Anyway, we're going to get into all this. We are going to do a little bit of recap from a chunk of days ago. We did actually have some upsets. We did have some tighter than expected games. Um, Of course, we had a blowout or some blowouts, too. Um, So, yeah, we're just going to talk about a Clemson, obviously, you know, handled Notre Dame, like my co-host said. Um, Florida hung with uh, Bama pretty well. Same with Northwestern. Um, Iowa State, man, I feel bad for them. That that just sucks, man. 27-21, they lost. Cincinnati snuck one off against Tulsa as well. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the final um, committee rankings. Just kind of have a little rant on that in general. Um for whatever, it's not all just pro-Cincinnati, um, but just in general, I think we're going to have a nice little rant. And then we'll kind of look at some of the bowl games, some of the hardcore barn burners where you're like, dude, that's a good game type thing. There's still some games that they haven't even called all the way yet, but we won't be doing we won't be predicting the national championship on this show. We're going to do our normally scheduled show on Monday. And then we'll preview and predict all that stuff. So um, we're going to get into it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope and radio. It streams live at archives. It's basically the headquarters for it. But if you want to listen to this College Ball Show, you don't have to go to Blog Talk Radio and download the show right there or listen to it in the browser. You can find the Rope and Dope Radio podcast where this show's under at Apple Podcast on iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spricker, almost everywhere you can listen to your pods. We're also part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network, which can be found everywhere, including Spotify. Um, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com. It's football, it's basketball, it's boxing, it's baseball, it's everything in between. One more thing before I bring in my, my co-host here, Marshall. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy. A lot of people are losing regional cable networks that messes them up for basketball or hockey season or whatever. Um, So I got something for you. It's called AT&T TV now. It's live streaming cable. They have the seven-day free trial once you sign up. Uh, There's no annual contract. Plans start as low as $55 a month. You can stream it anywhere. They have the cloud DVR. Um, and right now, just for signing up, 30-day free trial of HBO Max. If you sign up for the Max package, that will already include HBO Max. Also, a, a free month of Showtime, which is normally $11. AT&T TV now, like I said, live streaming cable. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall, and seeing how he's doing. Normally, he's in um texas now he uh well you know he brought the cold with him last night he got in it was like 45 degrees there was actually humidity late night i was up till like three four in the morning 
and it was 45 degrees, high humidity, so you knew it was going to rain. So it rained, it iced, and now it's snowing. So just in time, he's going to get some single digits, uh, some freezing cold. So how you feeling, man? Welcome back to Minnesota. It's it's definitely uh, Minnesota weather for you. Yeah, I brought my uh, nice uh, Under Armour coat, which I'd worn um, many, many times when I lived up here. So I, I did not forget that. I was like, ah, oh, see, it's going to be single digits this week. I'm going to bring a nice warm coat. So, uh, yeah, I don't get to wear that coat much in Texas, though, so it gets its use. Um, overall, though, it's nice to be back home uh, with family for Christmas. Obviously, this year has been a long-ass weird year, which everyone knows. So it's I, I can't complain about sneaking home for a week before uh uh, get back to coaching high school basketball. So, yeah, um, can't complain too much. i um, been watching a lot of sports. I've watched uh, almost, I think, four Big East basketball games today. Um, I'm about to lose a bet on one, but and we'll begin there. We'll begin that season here soon, too. But, yeah, uh, life's okay. Uh, can't complain. And it does nice. feel normal to have a little white snow on the ground uh, around Christmas time because when I well, like I said, when I drove home yesterday, I saw a bunch of grass. I'm like, what? What is? What has happened to Minnesota in the five months I've been gone for? It's a, a Christmas with no snow would be super strange. But of course, say there's a blizzard from hell. So yeah. Um, but overall, actually, Chris, I was looking at going to um, to see uh, good old Bama. I know we're not going to preview the game, but I was looking at tickets, and I think with limited capacity, it really jacks up the ticket prices. Um, uh, if you were going with like on a date or going with a friend, uh, tickets are $800 a pop for, uh, Bama, Notre Dame. So I will not be going to that game. What would be the starting price? A hundred for that? 200? 80? I, I, I think, I think if you had a full Jerry Jones stadium, I think you could probably get in the door for a hundred or uh, right. I bet you get in the door for a buck 50 in a sure, regular sure. year. That sounds but, you know, but with limited, I'm sure it's got to be limited capacity. Yeah. You know, that that makes the prices jack way up. Because, honestly, it would be fun to go to a Bama game. I would honestly enjoy saying Roll Tide, like put on my Roll Tide shirt, which I got when Kiffin was there. Yeah, I would do that just for one time to see a Bama game versus Notre Dame. But, yeah, the the price range, hell, I, $800, that's uh, that's a good chunk of money. I'm not I'm not that diehard of a Bama fan. Um, so, yeah. But are you a Bama fam in general now? You're no, 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 okay. no. I, I just think it would be cool to, to go see Bama play in first one, just as a sports fan. I think it'd be fun to go. Sure. Oh, yeah, I saw Bama play football. Yeah. Um, right, right. But not for that uh, price ticket. Um, but and we'll get to this. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy this. But uh, Bama did play a game last week and they beat a coach. I'm not a huge fan of and that coach and I, a huge fan and made some dumb mistakes and i cannot wait to get to that part of the show so yes overall chris life is okay family is safe i i went christmas shopping today and we're good to go um nba is going tonight get to watch your wolves after the podcast hopefully 2021 brings us everyone much more happiness and joy in their life yeah i mean knock on wood but i think that's somewhat guaranteed um, considering uh, the, the since March, um, yeah, one would hope. One would hope. Yeah, I mean, we we'd have to have. Nah, I don't even want to get into it. Um, so obviously, uh, Bama. Speaking of Bama, they did get off to a very good start. Got up twenty-one to ten. Got up thirty-five to seventeen. We're up like you know. It was like I think it got to four points, thirty-five to thirty-one. Then they extended it back to forty-two to thirty-one, and. It was back and forth. It felt like they had it um, pretty much in grasp the whole time. Um, and there was a late score, of course, and all that, some late scoring and stuff. So 52-46 kind of looks like they were nip and tuck most of the game, which not really, 52-38 to um, until under the two-minute mark, so or right around the two-minute mark. But they did hang with them. Um, no doubt about it, uh, you know, to an extent anyway. Um, Trask had a, a pretty good game, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, didn't throw a pick and whatnot. Um, he did, you know, lose some fumbles, though, now that I think about it. But Bama pretty much handled business. Um, they didn't cover the spread, but they did handle business. 
And man, you know, we're uh, in such a weird year. This freaking Bama offense is not even that far off from LSU's. Like it's it's last year's, of course. Um, their defense is like the what was it? The first four to five games, you were like, huh. It's a funky year, so we'll see what this defense looks like. Um, but think, because remember, Old Miss and some other folks put up some numbers on them. But they've tightened up their defense, and their offense is just a well-oiled machine. You know, I, I, I'm not lying. So if you're listening to this podcast, this is the God honest truth. I was going to ask you just for fun. I was like, is this Bama offense comparable to LSU's offense of last year? I would give the slight edge to LSU last year because I think they did – the equal amount of offensive damage against a much harder schedule. But this Bama offense has been really, really good. And you can tell they've been really, really good because they're about to see a freaking wide receiver win the Heisman, which is pretty much nowadays unheard of. Like, it is crazy to think that this dude went from being a, 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 a 50 to 1, a 25 to 1. Now he's the minus 200 favorite to win the Heisman. So, if you got a Heisman winning the freaking, or if you have a wide receiver winning the Heisman, and you have a running back and quarterback who might be going there to the New York City with him, like, dude, or well, in a regular year you'd be going to New York City. Like, what a what a specially talented team. And as you said, Chris, the, the score was close, but if if you're a diehard Bama fan, or if you bet Bama money line for some crazy reason, like you never really were in fear of losing the game. I, I guess Florida could have had like a a miraculous onside kick or something crazy happened at the end. But yeah, they were pretty much in control. But since you set me up with this for our lead story, I'm going to go to two points of the game where Dan Mullen was an idiot. Part one, being an idiot. And they actually asked him about it in halftime. So Florida has the ball with about a minute, nine seconds left. And they're on the one or two yard line. And there's obviously a 40 second play clock. And, Florida decides to rush the play clock. They could have they could have milked the clock, made Bama call timeout, do something. But Kyle Trask snaps the ball with however many seconds, about 25 seconds left on the play clock at least, and scores a touchdown. So due to Florida rushing to score for no reason, that gives Bama the ball back. Bama goes and scores before half. Again, you're playing against one of the best offenses in the past 10 to 20 years. Why would you want to rush? There, there's, there's not a single justifiable reason to explain that. So of course they, uh, they ask him that going into halftime. They're like, well, coach, why are we rushing to score? Well, I'm not worried about time. I'm not. That's not how we are. We just want to score against Bam. We're not going to worry about uh, 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 slowing down our game. Well, dude, you're an idiot. That was really stupid because Bam <laughs> went and scored. Like, yeah, I, I don't care. Well, we're not, we're not worried about slowing down our play. Well, yeah, but it we're worried about a- Florida Gators. Yeah, it cost you a score. Like, that that's really idiotic. Okay, so that's part one being stupid. Part two, and I'll throw it back to you because I'm enjoying this. Um, Part two, okay, so they score late, and at this time, Bama scored a touchdown. They're down eight, and you have the choice of all the sabermetric shit. Okay, maybe you can go for two to get down six, you know, and then if you were to get the ball back and score again, you could win. Okay, whatever, fine. Is that really necessary? I don't know. Hell, if you're Florida and you're this incredible school, are you really that worried about going in overtime and making it seven and seven? Whatever. So they, they go for two and they do make it down six. But as you went for two, you called a timeout. So you went from having having the ball with ha, scoring to having two timeouts left in your pocket. And then you call timeout, set up your two point play. Now you have one timeout left. Now, bam, is really you're going to get the ball back in 20 seconds. So. For this offense, as you said, Chris, which Kyle Trask played a pretty damn good game. That Florida offense did about probably as good as they could. The massive difference of having two timeouts left in a game and one timeout is huge. Florida could have had the ball. Let's say they stopped Bam on three plays. Florida could have had the ball with a minute to go on the clock down seven or down eight or down six. Instead, Florida had the ball with with 20 seconds to go. Again, completely stupid timeout. If you need to, if you need to come up with that big of a play, kick the extra point. You're down seven. Now you have two timeouts in your pocket. Now you can actually get the ball back. But to waste the time out there, again, really, really stupid. Because Bama, oh, Bama's like, all right, fine, dude. We'll, we'll punch you the ball. You have 20 seconds to go. Good luck. 
Bama rushes trash. They fumbled or they, they, it never happened. So those were two really dumb plays by a head coach that loves to talk all the smack and thinks he's special. Um, he didn't show off those special genes, and I'm happy they lost. And that was just, again, you lost by six points. And we're discussing two situations that easily could have cost you that point total there or could have made the game. Uh, again, I'm not saying Florida wins, but, Chris, those were two situations where it probably would have been really beneficial for the decisions to be made smarter by their head coach. Well, he's probably, like, looking in the on the Alabama side or something and making sure everybody's, like, socially spaced six feet or something like that. He better – Slow down on the, the violations, too. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They're just normal violations. Um, moving on, although we've we've spent plenty of time on the, the very good coach, by the way. He's he, We're going to find out if he's just a, a great coach. But, yeah, he's uh, – well, <laughs> dude, we're going to have to cover Dab. Did you see Dabo's freaking rankings, dude? Okay, yeah. You're, Oh, yeah. Did. Yeah, I did. Yes, talk. I did. What a yep. fuck. What an idiot. Um, the guy's won championships, dude. Are you ever happy? Uh, but, hey, he was happy after this one. Um, they got off to a funky start with an interception. But other than that, Clemson just rolled. They were up 24 to 3 at half, extended it to 31 to 3, and it never really looked back. And the running back. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Slash quarterback running uh, really did it. They only had 27 carries, but who needs 20? You know, who needs 50 carries if you're doing 219 and 8.1 a pop? Uh, both of them had a touchdown. Um, the running back 10 carries, 124, and the QB, you know, tossed the ball around a little bit, no doubt about it. But 14 carries, 90 yards as well. They were not going to get um, beat up on the run game this time and also not give up the run. Um, they 30 carries for 44 yards in Ian book who can run. And, you know, it is a little different how they calculate when you get sacked. Um, that's rushing yards in college, but he had 10 carries for negative 35 yards, which I don't think that's that good. So 30 carries 44 yards, a buck five to me, that was the game right there. We're going to be able to run this time instead of only gaining 24 yards or whatever they did before. And we're stuffing the run and we're not going to turn the ball over. They handled them. Was there any fear in you the whole day that you thought Clemson was going to lose the game? I, I, I used them at teaser. I won the bet easily. I, I just that day there was just no part of me that thought Notre Dame would win. Just because you beat them once. Lawrence is back. This is a team who's been there, done that before. And on the big stage, Notre Dame has not been there, done that before. So, uh, again, you, you rattle off good stats. That all makes sense. Um, Notre Dame was up early. They somehow missed a 24-yard field goal, which is mind-blowing in itself, to go up 6-0. I mean, not if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, but that's well, a different yeah, show. That's that, a different that, show. that is true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, dude, I just, again – I, I could give a, a, a nice summary on this game, but I just never thought Clemson's going to lose. They took care of business. They covered the spread. And now Notre Dame's about to, th- about to get their ass kicked by a different team in the top rankings. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get there later. But, yeah, I just a, a Clemson win that we all expected. We would have a hell of a segment if Notre Dame had swept Clemson. That would be something to talk about. But um, Lawrence took care of business, and the future Jaguar quarterback had himself a nice day. <laughs> Well, I don't really think it was just Lawrence, though. You know, no, they ran well, the no. shit out of the ball, and their defense played way better. I mean, oh, that was like night yes. day, you know. True, yeah. That was night and day. Uh, but you're right. I never felt like we had a difference on how much uh, the, the point totals would be. That's the only sure. difference we had going in. 
But other than that, yeah, I agree. That's a great way to put it. I never really thought that Notre Dame was going to win that game. And, and you can't fault us until they actually get over the hump and do it. Um, speaking of getting over the hump and doing it, Northwestern almost did that. They, they got up early. They were up 10 to 6. There were some back-to-back picks. And you know, they missed some field goals. They, they fumbled. They had an interception. The second half was just not a good look for uh, Northwestern after playing. I mean, still a really good game, but um, punt, punt, fumble, missed field goal, interception, it, it was rough. And two of those punts I'm talking about are three and outs. They had a turnover on downs, obviously, at the end of the game. Um, but so that that is a little heartbreaking for Northwestern, no doubt about it. But, I uh, mean, Sermon, whoo-wee, 29 carries, 331 yards, 11.4 a pop. And overall, they had 399 yards as a unit, 44 carries. Ohio State just said, we're going to run the ball. We're not going to mess around. Um, There's something wrong with our quarterback's thumb. Uh, Was it his thumb? I think it was his thumb or finger um, or wrist, maybe. I forgot now. I think it was his thumb. But anyway, we're we're just going to run the ball, and that's exactly what they did, especially in the second half. They did, but I mean that that really wasn't that good of a win. I mean that they're they as crappy as Northwestern's offense looked in the second half. Yeah, hell, Fields did too. I mean that was a really an ugly game. There was uh, multiple times in the second half where Northwestern could have taken the lead, and I know that the score they won by twelve, but. I mean, that game really was pretty close until about five or six minutes to go. So that that was a win. But Ohio State is very, very lucky to have the name they do on their helmet because that's the reason they made the playoff. Because their are two big wins of the year were against Indiana, where you almost blew a massive lead. And now, and again, I know they have people out for COVID, but other people have had issues too. But I mean, that was far from like, that was massively different from the Notre Dame game. Like Clemson won that game easily, I would say. But Ohio State, that was, in the fourth quarter, that game was a one-possession game. So they got the win. Again, they're lucky to have their name they do on their helmet. But Fields had to get it off. Well, they're not lucky to have the name on their helmet. (laughs) They're lucky you're talking about being in the rankings. They they earned their respect as a team that's a good-ass program. They they, they have. But, again, yeah, you're right. But I say that because this year, they what they've done, their resume is, is not maybe connected to their ranking next to their team. You know, so I, I just I, it wasn't it wasn't an impressive win. You won by 12 points against a team in Northwestern who doesn't really have an offense. But they're so a garbage the, team, though. Are they garbage? I would say they're an average team like Northwestern had a nice year. But it, I mean, you, you were you were in a one possession game. And the committee said, we're talking about we're, we're, their big thing on after they gave their predictions well, or their results were, we're talking about an eye test. Okay, so for your eye test, Ohio State almost blew a 28-point lead against Indiana. That doesn't look good to an eye test. And you looked like average, I mean, you, again, they won the game, but was that a spectacular performance? No, not at all. Dude, that was a that was one-possession game where Northwestern was twice in the red zone trying to take the lead. So we're talking eye test because that's what matters to the committee. You had you had a decent win, but you beat you beat a team by 12 points, but that was far from impressive compared to what Clemson did. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Clemson was an impressive game. Bama had a good win against a competitive team in Florida. Ohio State beat a team and they looked okay doing it, but it wasn't impressive because we're talking right. Because well, we're not talking about Bama and them. We're not. We're talking about Cincinnati compared to them. That's okay. what we're talking about, Marshall. We're not but, talking again, about Bama and Clemson. But but if if eye test is what the committee was, if that was the main reason they put a four near Ohio State or they finished with a three. Their eye t- that that's just again you're just putting them in there because they're because of their freaking name. I uh, you, you, your great wins of the year you do not look good. I'll I'll tip the cap to Bama and to Clemson because when you, you when your big games you've either blown people out or look convincing doing it. Ohio State's top two games they did not look convincing at all in either game. They they won the games but there was not a spectacular performance. And, and let's go to that Cincinnati Tulsa game. So they've had a spectacular performance in a, in a, in a, in a not impressive win either then, because they beat the shit out of SMU. They beat the shit out of SMU. 
Which is their in second fairness, best win. But was okay, so we're talking eye test, but in fairness to Cincinnati, that game was massively pouring down rain. Okay, so it, it is well, I, really I hard. mean both teams though, right? Both teams were in the same condition though, right? No, I mean, no, Ohio, Ohio do we got to talk play? about a, a quarterback that can't throw properly? Do I got to bring up that excuse for Ohio State? I Ohio didn't. Ohio State played inside. Ohio State played inside of a dome. Since yeah, but was if, in a freaking if your quarterback doesn't have a good throwing thumb, does that affect it? That's all I'm saying. The other quarterback didn't have the same thumb. They all had this play in the rain. That's all I'm saying. I I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, field yeah, beat up. he fucked up his thumb, dude. Yeah. Oh well. Okay, well, it, and well, to him, again, if we're going off numbers, he, he had a pretty shitty game. Well, he, he had a, I didn't a deny rough game that, though. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say he had a great game, though, so there's no point in bringing that up because no, I didn't say he had fair. a good game. I, I featured the running back, Sermon, who had the one of the, the second biggest game of all time in college football. I think he had that's himself a day. That is yeah. true. Yes. All right, so moving to Cincinnati, 27-24. to 24, They're both playing in rain. They're a running team, by the way, so they don't air it out all over the place. They do run the shit out of the ball, so that does help you in rain. I'm saying my point is they ran the crap out of the ball 38 times, 27-24, for a good win, but I'd say their better win, just just to use your example of Indiana, I'd say the other big win was SMU, and they looked explosive in that game. I just, again, I, I just, I, I, I'm more, well, hell, I could have, yeah, I mean, I, again, Cincinnati, what, what more could they have done this year? I, I just, it, to me, with how this year has ended, it is pretty much told me that from moving on forward, unless the committee changes are not going to, that unless you are a top name, blue blood school, there's really no reason at all to give a shit to go schedule a hard conference because you're not going to make the final four. Like we, it, this year, pretty much told any school who's not named Bama, LSU, Clemson, or Ohio State, you're never going to make the big championship game. So who really cares? You're playing. You're playing the college football season to have a nice win-loss record, compete for your conference title, and make a nice bowl game. But making the final fours out of the picture, and to me, that kind of kills the whole purpose of sports. Okay, well, first of all, you wouldn't have been a college football fan for all these years because it used to be just two teams, and it used to be one against seven and one against three, two against four. So let's keep it all in perspective. But it wasn't just this year, Marshall. So well, I Central think just Florida was bummy then. I mean, if you put Central Florida and this Cincinnati team on the same uh, in a neutral site, that's a damn good game from a couple years ago, of course. Well, that's well, it was a damn good game this year, but sure. you know what I mean. So yeah, it was I, I, that before that. We can't just now all of a sudden Cincinnati's the only team that got screwed. Central no. Florida got screwed then too. This year they should have added more teams in general. It doesn't well, I, mean they need 16, just in general. Sure, but well, I think this year, and we'll get there because that's the main thing I'm ranting about. The, well, we're already there. We're yeah. already there. Okay. I tried to talk about Cincinnati in the Tulsa game, but you just were like, screw it. And so let's just, we're there. We're already there. I, but I, I, okay, so here's my main point from the committee, which exemplifies why I have an issue. Okay, there is no reason to me that, um, first of all, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns are 19. That's a complete joke saying that a mid-major doesn't matter. And Iowa State is 10. Iowa State has three losses. The Raging Cajuns beat them and had a share of their conference championship, which was canceled due to COVID. The fact that Iowa State is night is is it finished 10 off three losses, and Louisiana Raging Cajuns who beat Iowa State head to head. And I don't give a shit that the committee says, well, there it was it was week one. There was some special teams weird place. Seriously, that th- that's your rationale for why they're nine spots ahead. And Oklahoma. Who, yeah, can we get in the top ten? Let's get in the top ten no, at least, no, please. No, no, but seriously, what? But you, how can you justify Louisiana being nineteen? How? No, I, I, I'm, I agree. The, I agree. You know, the, the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt went three 0 against the Big Twelve. Okay, so we'll go to top ten. The, oh, the, the, the Sun Belt who went three 0 against the Big Twelve has 
Iowa they State beat Iowa in the head to head. We didn't really clear that up. Head to head win too. Yeah, they head to head. They beat, beat them head to head. Head to head. Yes. So Iowa State being ten is an absolute joke. So they of a proved day. it on the field. Is the point? Yes. So the, them being top ten truly shows you how much we're favored towards big schools, and Oklahoma being six. I mean, again, that really does show, you know, with Cincinnati, hey, you had a good shot, but you're never going to make it. That That's more like you could have put Cincinnati could have been five or six. They could have been. But no, we're going to put Oklahoma at six. And the Big 12 was not good this year. And it, no, 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 they were out. Week three, so, they were out of it. They were yeah, out of so week just, three. Or, you know, maybe not week three, but three, yeah. three games in, they were out. So I again I I'm not again I can completely understand why the Final Four are where they are again I, I know it would have taken a lot for Cincinnati to get in 100 percent I'm not that crazy to think that but they could have been closer to five or six but the fact that Oklahoma skipped them and Oklahoma if we're talking resumes Cincinnati's yeah. resume is honestly not that different from Oklahoma uh, honest to God I A and M okay you lot you won losses to Bama I'll give you that. But Cincinnati, Oklahoma, we're throwing resumes on the deck. We're throwing eye test, which the committee yeah. said over and over again. Cincinnati's eye test beat Oklahoma because they went they went undefeated and they didn't have a shitty loss against a K State team who finished the year as a joke. That's the end of my rant. But it, it's just frustrating, Chris, because as you said, or one last part, you're right. This has been an issue going on, but I think with how the last college football playoff ranking finished, with the numbers of teams I've said. I think it goes to show that we're not making any progress and what really is, it is demoralizing to a team who does have that occasional um, miraculous season. I do get the moving yeah. forward as we continue our podcast, it's almost always going to be Bam and Clemson, Ohio state. Okay. I get that on a regular, but when you do have that miraculous crazy season, like Cincinnati had the fact that you never had a chance to even get it in, in for it on a, you know, it's going to be really hard for any school to ever beat what Cincinnati did this year. And they never had a chance. They went down in the rankings. Well, I don't know about play. that because uh, hold on now, hold on. I don't think that's a fair assessment because first of all, they didn't play as many games. You normally did either. I, I, I'm not trying to just hear me out. Let me sure. finish okay. my sentence on that. Um, and then they didn't have to play a, a non-conference, a non-con- like a real non-conference schedule. So, you could play a really hard team. They, Cincinnati, I, they, I understand they couldn't do non-conference this year. But to say they pulled off something that nobody's really maybe going to be able to pull off, I totally disagree with that. Because you didn't have a hard non-conference to see where you were at. So I don't, I'm not going to put Cincinnati as the team that could have win the national championship if they just got a chance because Central Florida was pretty damn good a couple of years ago too. And Central Florida did end up the next year playing um, LSU, like a nine and three LSU team. And they did, they were in the game. It was very competitive and LSU just kind of. Want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed over you know overwhelmed them at the end you know in the second half fourth quarter they won the game but that it wasn't even i don't even think that was the un, that wasn't the undefeated year right no no that the was undefeated the year, year that was the year after right? I, they, they they beat auburn i'm, I'm yeah yeah they yeah. they they, 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 they beat up auburn. on auburn yeah yeah again yeah, auburn said they were ready to play whatever yeah, whatever but they won yeah but yeah okay so but my point is, so, so you can't just put that on Cincinnati like they did something just spectacular that's never been done. That's not that's just not not never been done, but won't be done again. 
they didn't even have to play a super difficult non-conference. So I take that back. Let's say where should they be right now, Marshall? Should they be in with Notre? Should they be over Notre Dame right now? You and me, should they be over Notre Dame based off them getting beat, even though they beat them in the first game? Okay, if, if again, if we're going eye test, okay, again, eye test, you could say that eye test resume. I test resume. I I would. You mean you got to give the answer to Notre Dame, but part of it is right. Okay, so yeah, sure. The top four again: Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, whatever. Uh, well, whatever. Um, but part of it is is the fact that where these teams start off with their rankings, and and, and this is a whole different thing. But part of it, tr- truly, for college football, is these. And people said this for maybe we should get rid of the preseason rankings. Because some of these schools have such a favorable advantage of, you know, they start off so high, they're never going to fall down. And, and to some extent, that's true. You know, To like, some extent, Marshall, but honestly, we don't do it until a, four, a month left in the schedule. So kind of, but the preseason, I don't know. Those get ate up after a month anyway. I, but again, it just, why is it so unheard of? Because we're, we're about to see Bama beat Notre Dame by 30, potentially. Is it real, would it really be that crazy to give a school like Cincinnati a chance? Like, what's the difference? Like, last year, LSU ran Oklahoma out the gym. And this year, Bama's going to run Notre Dame out the gym. Would it, it really have hurt and killed it to have one year have it be Bama Cincy? Like, uh, an upset could happen. Like, I just, again, I know that we're talking resumes, we're talking big names on all these different angles, but it, it seems to be there's such a small percentage chance. Because you're right, Chris, other schools could make runs like Cincinnati had. But it, it's super hard, first of all, for a school who's not a blue blood to go undefeated, which you have to do if you want to make the Final Four in the way we're set up. So in an undefeated season, super hard to do so that. Again, that's why Cincinnati had a, a miracle run. Miracle is probably strong. Okay? You is. had to go undefeated, and you got to have a strong non-conference. Again, now this year, a lot of schools had weak non-conferences. But or didn't even have one. You know? Sure. But, but th- th- and that's fair to a ton of schools. But I think with how they finished at eighth, that really is showing, man, it would take an undefeated season plus a super hard non-conference schedule to make. Because that's one point I believe the committee made about either, I think it was Louisiana or Coastal Carolina. And they're like, well, yeah. if you if you would have had the non-conference, if in their quote, I believe the quote was, if you would have had the, it would take the original schedule BYU had before the year right. of COVID to make the final four. Yep. And if that's what it takes, that is a hell of a mountain to climb, which I think is almost too unfair. Because if you want to go back and look at it, BYU's original schedule this year was a bloodbath gauntlet of a schedule. And I, I it just it's such a high hoop to uh, jump over. But man, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done with the rant. I just it was frustrating to see Iowa State and Oklahoma be where they are. Um, but again, some things don't change. Um, let, let me just ask you this to move off from my rant. Did you at all think, was there any chance in your mind you thought from how Notre Dame looked against Clemson that A&M could have possibly flipped with them before they revealed the rankings? Yeah, I thought maybe, but not really just because of, um, because they already have, they have the bet, they have the win, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, they, they, they have a win over Clemson, and I know a lot of people want to pile on, um, well, they got beat this time, and they didn't have the quarterback, but we already broke that down. Did it really have anything to do with the quarterback, really? The guy threw for 420 yards. Like, he can move, too. He's not a bum. And they didn't gain any they – gained, they gained, like, 40 yards rushing and turned the ball over three times uh, on the ground. So it didn't have anything to do with the quarterback, really. I know damn well that he's the number one pick, but – if you're being honest, I, 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 no. So I, I, I actually thought Notre – I mean, remember, when this happened, we both agreed that this would happen. You know, back yes. in November 11th or whatever, we said, we think Clemson will beat them again, and that kind of sums up both those teams will be in the Final Four. True. Yeah. So, I, no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think A&M would, would jump them. I guess but you, the only, you make a yeah. good point about Cincinnati, and that's why I think it's a weird year because I can't sit there and say bend over backwards for Cincinnati because they 
they have some really good wins. They have some tight, solid wins. Um, their defense is much improved from last year. We don't really want to talk about last year, though. But for some, so for Central Florida is a good win this year for them because of why? Because of the past, right? Am I right with that or not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if we go one year back, and this was what a lot of Ohio State fans were saying. So I'm pre- I'm just I like to lay it all out. Doesn't mean I in, sure know, I I pick one way. But if we go back a year, what happened in a head-to-head with Ohio State Cincinnati, 42 to zero? Well, we know though that they lost a lot of talent, and the opposite was shit. If a guy runs the right route, you know, in that Clemson game, Ohio State may may win the championship. I mean, maybe you never know, but they'll be at least in the finals if a guy didn't run the wrong route in that game. Literally, they could be in the championship game. So they had that's a different team though, different team because they lost talent to the league. So I'm not going to go. Well, they did play last year and it's 42 to zero, just like the Indiana game. Well, they let a big comeback come back true, but they also got up 35 to seven. So Indiana can't complain too much because why'd you get down 35 to seven? Was that uh, the Buckeyes' fault too? So I like yeah. to just lay it all out and see the logic. You know, giving up a lead is bad. It does kind of eye test you. But I don't want to hear, you know, Dan Dockett or whoever saying, oh, they should be in. No, they should they should be in because they're a better team than them. Well, if you're a better team, why'd you get down 35-7? If you're a better team, like, don't give me the better team. This is football. Things happen. It is what it is. I understand they had two different times in the red zone that they turned it over. But they did that, though. <laughs> you know, they're not playing themselves. They're not playing an invisible wall. They're playing a team that's trying to beat them. So, um you know, it, it's a funky thing because Central Florida has respect. Boise State for years had respect off of what they did in the past. So we can't just look at the past of some people and equivalent to that being a good quarterback or like, well, he's still they still have the quarterback. You know, at the beginning of the year, you didn't like the quarterback for Cincinnati, right? So, I mean, sure. it's a mixed bag. I just don't know if I just – sold that Cincinnati could have got in there with Notre Dame over Notre Dame. That that's my point. Cause they have a, they have a much better win. That's just, there's no way around it. They just do. And also this whole, let's put it to eight. So we already know the fourth team usually gets their ass kicked. Do we really need it to eight? Do we need it to 16? We always talk about money grabs. We call, even though we live in a capital society, Talk about money grabs, and of course, there's about 15 bowls we don't need. But but we do need these extra money grabs. We need to have the fans pay for more games to go to that we know who's going to win. That they some of them have already played in the regular season. Like to me, to just say, oh, let's go eight or 16, or some people even say 32, which I think they're just trying to troll online. Sure. But eight, when the fourth team gets their ass kicked a lot, why yes. do we need eight? What, what's the point of eight? So I'll let you go a little bit more, then, then I'll, we'll come back to you. I'm trying to find BYU's original schedule. To oh, if, if you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying um, to find it. Well, and, and so just to kind of wrap these few points up. So, but And honestly, Chris, my, my more so my main issue is not with the fact that we're comparing Cincinnati to Notre Dame on a field. It's more so how the committee justifies what they do and where they put people. Like, I, I completely get that if you had Notre Dame play Cincinnati or Notre Dame or Cincinnati play Bama, like, the point spread in Vegas is going to be a, a, a big deal. But part of it is the chance that we're sport fans in this country and, and we enjoy the underdog potential story. But it is the way the committee spins their words to justify their decisions when they shouldn't always do it. Right. So, for example, Cincinnati, who didn't play for two weeks, dropped down in the race. They didn't play for a month. They didn't play for a month, not two weeks. Well, okay, but but other schools, Ohio State doesn't play, and they stay where they are. So right. how are we having one school who doesn't play due to COVID, which is not their fault, no. fall down, yet other schools like Iowa State, who, again, the love affair with them is mind-blowing, which, again, kind of goes to my point. Again, Iowa State had three losses, and they're 10th in the country. 
that that just kind of sums up. So again, you're kind of so covering that, the mic a little bit. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's not so much that I have an issue with the top four teams because again, Notre Dame is uh, they honestly had a good year. Like they they cost me a bet against North Carolina, but they won the game. You know, but they've had a good year. But it's, yeah, more so just what the committee does. And I think that's honestly most of the rants I hear. I don't think a lot of people in general in our in the college football across our country think that Cincinnati would torch Bama or torch Notre Dame. But we you keep hearing it seems like they changed their angle of approach to justify the decisions they make. And I think yeah. that's what really irritates people overall. That's why I get upset with this show. Cause it's like, dude, well, just give them a chance. Like, how can that hurt? Or just stick with your reasonings and just stick to them and don't make certain teams get ranked and certain teams go to certain places and then try to come off like, well, we're just, it's an eye test. What? So, yeah, I, so I think to wrap this up, um, yeah, it's not so much, I, again, I, if Bama played Cincy, they probably would torch them, but you, you never know, like crazier things happen in this world, but give us more of a, here's our black and white plan. And this is how we're going to do stuff. But when you see the rankings of how they finish, I know you're yeah. like, why the hell are you bring up the raging cages is 19. I bring up 19. No, no, because, no. That's a good one because it was a head to head, dude. It was literally head to head. Yeah, that's and, the and, most proof you can get. And, and so that is showing you the favoritism of the Power Four conferences because the Pac-12. Hell, USC was 15th and undefeated. If USC had beat Oregon, they would have come nowhere near the Final Four. Yet they're a Power Five conference. Like it, it really goes to show that we're in a a such a um, mind-centered. Blue blood's got to make the final four. And I just think that kind of discredits the sport that that's all. And it, they I also wish that... started three weeks later too. So if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to pile on the big 10 for not enough games, then you can't then let well, the door open for the pack 12 too. No, I, I just think that again, if, if we're, if, uh, if they were five and all and playing in a conference championship, they could have, they probably should have been about 15. You know, again, I know that the Pac-12 is not loaded with star talent. And, and again, how I, they were winning too, Marshall. It true. was kind of like Miami, Miami squad from a couple of years back. Remember that? They were just somehow winning, you know? 100%. So that yes. plays into it. Um, the, so where yeah. should Cincinnati be? Should they be in front of A&M? Should, be the, should they be the 15? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I could have easily had a 50-50 them them at f- five or six. Yeah, I think they should have been above Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. you you could have really split hairs with them or AM. Now AM, again, I don't Jimbo's saying, well, we we, we lost to Bama and we, we, we that was our well, again, Bama rolled you. So you know, I, I again it's you know Yeah, they beat I, Florida, right? They didn't beat, beat Florida. Georgia. They beat you Florida. Beat Florida. Was, so yeah. That so was again, their best win, Florida. You, you could and again they're you should be penalized for a loss. Like obviously your loss is against the best team. So I could have easily had to where Cincinnati could have been a five or six split hairs with whichever um, one. Yeah. yeah, sure. I'm right yeah. there with you. Um, yeah. Now um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying about that. Um, I don't just automatically put Cincinnati fourth. Um, no, because no. of that. You know, because and, and another thing is we can't deny that a month goes by and then you have your best victory of the year. Remember, Marshall, that was their best victory of the year, Cincinnati. So they that's why I think they should have bumped up, especially at the end. But the maneuvering, remember, people maneuver off good wins, though, too, Marshall. So if you're not playing for a month, you can't act like someone that now has a better win than you isn't it's not the most craziest thing to move above you you know a whole month is a long they, they didn't play a month and if other teams are playing and getting better wins that's different than just well they were just sitting there bullying them it, it, i'm just i'm just laying it out both sides because i understand they shouldn't have bumped down but even if they bumped down they should have fucking bumped them up to, to five or six it's ridiculous yeah. that they're not there in oklahoma is a very mediocre Oklahoma anyway, based off Oklahoma. And even sure. when they're in the top shelf, like, you know, how many they had that was it 
Georgia and Oklahoma? Was that that crazy overtime game, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yep, ago. yep. Three years ago. But other three, than that, they get ago. their ass kicked too. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma gets their butt kicked too these last couple times they've been in it besides that one. So, um, but just a BYU schedule. They're non-conference. This is the original Utah. before COVID? Yep. Okay. Utah, Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, and Minnesota. That was, that was their schedule. And, now, and, and if we're going off a letter grade, for a non-conference, for the start to the first four weeks, that's pretty damn good. I you can't that beat a. it. I mean, you can have a top-heavier team, no mm-hmm. doubt, but all four of them, you, you're not going to find that non-conference. Like I said, you're missing a top 10 team, sure, but the the other four are, are de- on paper the other four going into this year, of course, mm-hmm. um, which is what you also got to do, too, because Minnesota, you know, they had 33 guys missing. So, you know, that's a different team at that time. On paper, it was Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Miss, Minnesota. Um, and then... Some challenges in that conference, but as we've discussed, there's not many. It's really Boise State and some okay teams. There is some out there. Well, now San Jose State, right? So, or wait, they're not in a conference. Are no, they? they're they're yeah they're they're on yeah. their own. Yeah. Sorry, they're independent. But their schedule is usually uh, pretty good. They'll play Notre Dame. They'll you know that type of thing. But that would have been their non-conference. Um, and to that, I gotta say, uh, here's the deal. When you're in the side that normally has to play, and I, and I know Michigan sucked, depends, but I'm talking about the last five years since that's what we're doing anyway. Um, when you got to play out of that SEC East, when you got to come out of the 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 the, the other state, the East of the Big Ten, you do have a lineup. Plus, those teams always have a, at least one top shelf type non-conference, or at least on paper, because um, you do. Of course, we know you, you schedule these out three, four, sometimes eight years in advance or whatever. So the mixture of you put BYU in a conference, let's see how, how they do, yada, yada, yada. But that was um, the, the non-conference uh, schedule, which is damn good. Like I said, you can't beat it. The only thing you could do is have a top 10 team. But other than that, like it, it's a damn good schedule. Yeah, because in fairness, all the top schools, and you can't blame for doing it, but the, every year, Bam and Clemson play some team where they're a 32-point favorite against, and the school's playing them to get a paycheck, which it's just, you know, that, yeah. that's and routine. And it's also because they play in a tougher conference. Sure, uh, agree, agree, yes, games. true. Now, to the people that want to do even eight or 16 or whatever, let's just put this all in perspective. You fell in love with the game when it had a fucking garbage system. That's what happened. There's no two ways about it, guys. There's unless you just unless you were a Nebraska fan or someone that won the national championship every other year or something like that. I mean, Miami in the 80s and early 90s kind of did, but you fell in love with a garbage ending to a sport. You just did. So don't act like you did it. And I'm talking to people out there that want to do this 816, all that. Because when up until 99, it was at the end of the year because of the bowl alliances, Rose Bowl, Pac-12, Big Ten, right? That type of thing. Cotton Bowl, you know, that whatever. You'd have the number one team against number seven or five. You'd have the number two against eight or four or whatever. You wouldn't decide it. It would be basically almost all the way I test. Okay, let's not forget about that. 80s, 90s, you grew up and loved a sport that sucked in the end in a lot of ways. Let's just be honest, compared to what we have now. Then we got top two, one against two, one against two, right? Okay, we're making we're making steps. Now people hated the computers. Now some people want to go back to the computers. The computers was like 40 different poles mixed into the formula. That's what it was, right? So then, you know, there's obviously issues with that. And they used to, you know, someone, I can't remember his name right now, but some dude used to give us the top four every year from the last 15 years. And it made so much sense. And it fits so well, right? And then now we have four teams in. Now, could we expand it to five or six? Yes. I 
think that's what you do. You kind of do it. You, you do it for a couple of years. You see what, what you're missing, and then you add to it. You don't just expand on a money grab that fans have to pay more money to go see these, you know, I was going to say fights, but go see these, uh, you know, football games. My point is there's no – there is – in the non-conference, that's national quarterfinals. In, in your conference, that can be a national conference uh, uh, quarterfinal. In the conference finals that now in, what was it, 96, 94, when the SEC started that, nobody did it a conference uh, championship. The SEC started it. Now everybody has them. So you have non-conference quarter, national quarterfinals happening for a full month. And without the BCS, we wouldn't have quality September games like we do now. So remember this, folks. Just, just, just put it all in perspective and calm down. Let's not go to 16 teams because you'll be the first one to bitch about. These people will be the first people, Marshall, to be like, God, this fucking matchup sucks. Can we go back to four? They'll be they'll say that real quick, dude. They just want to troll. So then now we're at four. Well, we know Baylor. Baylor got screwed that year. Don't give me the TCU because TCU lost to a six and six team. Iowa State or uh, Ohio State. Um by the way, started at 16, their original ranking, because they lost to Virginia Tech, who was a little bit better than Iowa State that year, but then went on to earn their way in and win the national championship. Remember that year they started at 16 or 15, went all the way to yeah. four, because they beat in their championship game, they, what was it, 59-0 to zero against Wisconsin, who was like eighth? So they earned that one. My point is, let's go to five or six. I like six because you could do a bye week for one and two, and then you get the power five potentially there. Doesn't mean you're always going to have that because some teams don't deserve it. Some teams that only have True. one loss that is against the number one team. I mean, Bama, did, a lot of people were destroying Bama that year LSU beat them, and then they skunked them 21 to zero in the national championship. So we have to be realistic and we have to be honest about this stuff. So, you add five or six. That's all you need. You get Then you can get your Cincinnati. Of course, it wouldn't be this year, right? But I'm saying theoretically, Cincinnati there. And, and I do think it would be different if they could have a non-conference because they would they would have – I think they had someone solid on the non-conference. But I just want to keep it all in perspective. Don't act like this is – man, th- this sucks now. Now? <laughs> so it was okay when we just – tore up all these teams for 25 years and had all these shitty matchups. It's, it's much longer than that. I'm just talking about it from a personal perspective, but yeah, you, you, you can't, you fell in love with a sport that had a bad ending, but let's not because you want to extend it to eight or 16, even though we see proof that number four gets their ass kicked a lot. Let's not expand it just because this gets you likes and retweets end of rant. Yeah, I, I, I think part of it is, is I believe they showed that in the past how many years, there's been six teams who've made the final four for like six years in a row. So I think as a society, you want to see something different, which I get. And this year, Cincinnati could have been the different team. Uh, but yes, I, you know, and I'm with you. If, if we're talking about how Notre Dame is a 20 and a half point dog, if it was Cincinnati, Cincinnati would probably, I would, they're probably looking at like a 22 to 24 point dog. Okay. Yes, that is lame, but it's a different team. I mean, that that's the perspective of some people, but yes, if we did one and 16, now Bama's playing BYU, which is a better 16 seed than normal, but Iowa versus Clemson. Oh dear Lord. I was, Iowa had a, a slug fest against Wisconsin where neither team could get more than 30 yards on a possession. Or if you had Ohio State play Carolina, I mean, again, we're, we're just, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think part of the reason to wrap this up from my end is I think people love to, people love March Madness. March Madness is probably the greatest yeah, and uh, tournament in, 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 in America, in our country, maybe across yeah. the world. I mean, I, it's up there with the World Cup, like it's beautiful, but you can't. Because even uh, one of the pods I love to listen to from Vegas, those guys love to make those parallels. And to, I, I do get the underdog story, but you can't really have the parallel big picture 
because in in the college basketball setup, you, there is a chance where you can't have the upset. But then there's still other games being played. Like in college football, you just you do need to keep it to five or six because you would and have you that. You can't first... play that many games no, in a row. Dude. You can't. You know? No, it just a lot of these ones that do the tournaments. You know, the D one and D two have eight game seasons in the regular season. So you know, yeah. we gotta we gotta factor that in. You would have to really shorten the regular season. And then, as you said, Chris, we're going to go back to the opening month of college football is going to be lackluster games. Because if you're a Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, why would you want to have why would a you decent, schedule anything then? Yep. Yeah. And you, you would, then you literally would just be walking into the 16 team playoff. Because if you were a blue blood school, well, guys, we're going to, we're, okay, we're currently in the top 16. Let's rip our conference like we always do and make the 16 and see what happens. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, it I, takes I, away so many crucial games. That's the beauty of it, Marshall. Yeah, you get to right. play the team the next year. You get yeah. to play the exact team, not the exact team, but the exact school. It's not like the NFL. You are like when you're in the SEC, you're going to be able to meet. If you are a good enough team to pay them back, you'll go get. Bama, you'll get another shot at them, either in the regular season or in the SEC championship. You're going to get another shot. They just got you this year. That's the point of 117-year rivalry. True, true, true. And and part of it is the fact that we're witnessing Bama, who is on a run, which is one of the best runs that people will ever see in like all of sports, like in, in my lifetime. Like I'm 36. I'm, I'm hoping – to live another 40, 50 years. Like, this is one of the best runs of any professional yeah. or college sport to where Bama is a guaranteed it. And I would not put Dabo up there with Saban, but Clemson's had a pretty strong run for the past five, six years where, again, it's part, part of it does suck because, yes, you do get tired of seeing the same teams, which does make for people to want to expand and try new things, which I completely get. Just like people, you know, you could say, well, I'm fed up of Duke or I'm fed up of Carolina, fed up of Kentucky. But so you do you do get tired of seeing the same top notch schools in. But part of it is just a compliment to Bam and Clemson where they're on a run now where they're so far above everyone else. And, and essentially they're doing it in a fair way, in theory, that w- there's nothing we can really do. Like it, it's going to be Bam and Clemson every year. And you're essentially competing for two more spots, which is super hard because there's a shitload of schools that all want those two spots. Right. Saban, but yeah. But uh, it, once again, they they are now, unlike the teams of the past, they have to win extra games. That is they true. You're right. Extra you're right. Games. They have they, to win they, extra games. And if we want to go not that far back, they have to win two extra games because the SEC championship as well. And they've just been so good. They've just kept doing it. <laughs> Which you're right, it makes you, but that's just a tremendous amount of respect for the runs they've been on. I mean, just imagine if Bama wasn't so, so, so good. We would have, it would probably be really fun every year to have this Final Four debate where people would not be worried about who's five and six because every year the Final Four would be up for discussion. But part of it is we're just as sports fans, we're witnessing a run of two teams who are on such a high run. And no one can catch up to them. That's just it's what we put ourselves into. But, but the, tenure... the the definition of blue blood is there for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the same teams were vying for a championship in the '80s. Same teams in the '90s with Nebraska, Florida, Florida State. That's about it. If we're being honest, I mean Miami early and late, a couple other teams here and there. But I mean Florida. Oh, well, you know what I mean? Like Nebraska, like we grew up with, you know, that is yeah. part of it, though. That is part of it. So how do you just turn that off? Well, you lose a coach, you know, the coach goes pro, yeah. you know, Dabo Sweeney's top 10 or I'm sorry, top 11. Got to put that in there. This is Dabo Sweeney's top 11 ranking. He has Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, A&M, Florida, Georgia, Cincinnati at seven, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Coastal Carolina, Ohio State at eleven. <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> that, that that's like that's like Dan Mullen saying we're going to beat Bama. Yeah, these these guys like to suck. But that hey, and honestly, 
Dabo has we, – we could do a whole podcast on stuff that man has said that makes no sense or I massively disagree with. Well, that so, moved Cincinnati up then. Like, just, if you're going to do this, this is how it should be, guys, you know. Well, then move Cincinnati to four then, you pussy. You know what I mean? Like, or put them up to five at least then, you know. what do You, you still have them at, what did I say, seven? Like, <laughs> I, I, I. Uh, any last rant words? Because we got to shut this thing down. We were like, let's do 40 minutes. <laughs> it's going to be our longest show of the year. I love it. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I'm looking, it's always fun to watch bowl games. I know that we've had, um, bowl games get canceled teams opt out, but it's still football to watch. It's still something to enjoy. Um, the college basketball season is off to a fun start too. And for a football fan in two and a half weeks, you get back to back triple headers of Saturday and Sunday NFL playoffs for round one. So as a sport fan, we're still sitting good. Hopefully yeah. your team made a bowl game. Hopefully you can enjoy it. And on New Year's Day, when you're hungover, laying on your couch, you get to watch Bama say roll tide against Notre Dame, and you get to watch Clemson. And I believe it's I think Bama's at three and uh, Clemson Notre Dame or Clemson Ohio State are at seven. So, um, yeah, we we got a lot of good sports coming up. Uh, but uh, until then, enjoy Christmas. We'll um, be back. Court. We'll be back Monday too to do the the preview and predictions and all that. We will. We will. Um, so, yeah, enjoy time with your family. Keep wearing a mask. Um, hopefully everyone gets a hopefully a lot of people get a check here soon to help out because God knows a lot of people could use some extra money around this time of the year. Um, so until then, the boys are out. Have a good night. Peace. Are you looking for relief or a boost of energy to help you elevate your day? Call 775-800-WELL to talk to our customer experience experts and learn about our cannabis and CBD products. We offer contactless curbside pickup, free delivery, and storefront shopping so we can get exactly what you need effortlessly and as quickly as possible. Order ahead online at sierrawell.com and pay when you pick up or at time of delivery. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.